0: Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be about what happened to Trials. We're a couple of weeks in and it's already in pretty bad shape, so I want to talk about it. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify or watching on YouTube, you can always catch me live at SayNoToRage.com I'm probably streaming right now. I'm usually streaming when these hit the feed so SayNoToRage.com it'll bring you right to my Twitch channel. If you're listening to this and you want to hear it as just a podcast, you can go to all podcast platforms and search for SNTR Presents Presents. Those of you listening on YouTube, I am staggering the Q and A sessions in the afternoons. It actually helps out the videos a little bit. I am sorry you liked getting them both in the morning. Uh, just start saving a and A for the next morning, and you'll be back to normal having a, a one video and one Q and A every day. So, what happened to trials? We're gonna we're gonna walk through a couple of things here because. Some of these things, I, I, I think, will get fixed in the long term, but some of these things need fixed maybe more in the immediate uh, term. So I want to talk about the logistical oversights first. They were just logistical oversights that I don't necessarily think should have happened after all this time. Second, I want to talk about no anti-cheat. And then I want to end by talking about now versus later. You know, what could they do now versus uh, versus later? So logistical oversights. This video is gonna feel pretty negative, but I really think the lack of adept weapons while at the same time adding celerity is is sort of in the I would say inexcusable category. I, I really don't think they should have even brought back celerity if they weren't gonna bring back adept weapons. The lack of adept weapons was undeniably sort of adding to an existing problem. Luke Smith writes a director's cut, he admits there's a lack of aspiration, there's a lack of there's a lack of aspirational loot and then you launch trials without adept weapons. This is a this is a problem in the end game of Destiny right now. Try, you know whether you're in trials or a raid or a dungeon, the lack of truly pursuit worthy weapons and gear isn't there, and they know it. So I'm confused as to why you wouldn't have tried to do something. With the death weapons now, Bungie may be thinking long term. They've got bigger plans for the weapon system in September. This is more of a trial run, no pun intended, to kind of make sure everything's working, and then they'll really, really start dropping the big bombs in September. That's great, but I think that oversight is one of the causes for frustrations in the community. Second, tokens with a win requirement and the loot pool limiting you can do for with low card farming was again in my estimation a pretty significant logistical oversight i read their blog post and immediately said in my first video about it people can control their loot pool they're probably gonna just stay on the lower part of the the card and just get tokens to then turn into saint because they can keep their loot pool small that's a that's a logistical oversight they should have known how people would react to that it doesn't take a genius to see that. I mean, I, I'm not special, okay? I wasn't the only one that made this prediction. I'm not trying to toot my own horn. I'm saying any Destiny player that read that blog post came to that conclusion. It wasn't just Lono. Anybody who read it was like, it makes it makes the best sense to keep your loot pool small and, and target farm by, you know, doing low-card farming. They should have known that would happen. There should have been better logistical structure to tokens, the earn rate of tokens, the structure of the loot, earn rate, the pool at Saint 14, all of that should have been structured in a completely different way than other than the way it was set up the full armor set and the title being basically sort of the only completionist aspects of it has just led to less reason to play now that we're so many weeks in now that people have the title now that people have a full set of armor it's sort of like, I don't see a reason to go in and play They didn't think about the logistical longevity here. How do you keep people coming back, doing things maybe specific week to week, doing something unique week to week at at the flawless chest as something that would be rotating, something exciting. Maybe it would just be ornamental stuff. I don't know. But these are all oversights that have led to a very very quick exodus last week around this time there was like 260 maybe 270,000 people had played trials Okay, so it had already dropped significantly now same time 222,000 people have played so they continue week to week to lose lose large chunks of players. I'm happy to see it over 200,000 by a decent amount. 222. At least it didn't drop below that. I mean, if it starts to spiral below 200,000 down to the 100,000s, we're going to be in a, a, a severe problem because matchmaking will just continue to take longer, and then, then connection integrity goes down, and everything compounds from there. Because even the people that want to play have a bad time, and then they're more likely uh that that more likely is going to lead them to say, you know, I, I don't, I don't want to play. Even I'm trying, I'm, I'm trying, I'm trying, and I can't. Uh, second, and this is the big one. This is the other other big factor here. So bad logistical oversight. They didn't have good forethought, and then no anti cheat. Uh, at this point in time, after reading their blog posts and watching the way that they set everything up, and the way that they set up the the structure of anti-cheat in the background and how efficiently people are, you know, getting banned. The, what they're running in the background, calling that anti-cheat I think is generous. In this day and age, the anti-cheat that we're seeing in other games as being something that you install and all of that, I think calling whatever they're doing in the background, calling that anti-cheat is incredibly dangerous. Uh, Or, I'm sorry, generous. I think it's so generous to call it anti-cheat. It doesn't feel like anti-cheat. It It feels a little bit more like a reactive ban enforcement and research team as opposed to an anti-cheat. Now they're saying that they have anti-cheat and they updated every patch, but we're also hearing from people in the community that there are cheats that have been working since like Osiris and Warmind that still work. Um, There's a new cheat out there and the cheaters are out in the open even more. I felt like about half of the games we played the other day I was facing cheaters. There's tons of people using wall hacks. It was very obvious. And then we faced a guy with an aimbot. Wall hacks were were rampant. We had people pre-firing when they had no reason to know exactly where to aim and they knew. It was like it was pretty obvious that they were using some type of wall hacks. A front-facing, installed, updatable anti-cheat is the bare minimum. I I I really want to continue to stress that. I will not let them off the hook on this. I simply Won't. A front-facing, installed, updatable anti-cheat is bare minimum. It's a free-to-play PvP game. If you're not going to do the bare minimum, this problem will not go away and it will not get better. I don't care how many people you ban in the background. I don't care how many updates you try to do in the background. This problem ain't going away anytime soon, and I don't think what they're doing is good enough. I don't think it ever will be good enough. Even people that run a front-facing installed updatable anti-cheat, even those games, still they still deal with cheaters. They still have cheaters getting through the getting through the cracks. So you're not even doing the bare minimum, and I will continue to bang on that drum until we get what we deserve, which is a front-facing installed updatable anti-cheat that we see that keeps a lot of people out at a preventative level, not a reactive level. No one gets emotionally invested right now because cheaters are rampant and this is a serious problem. We watched people, some of the best players, go flawless and you could hear it in their voice, we, you could hear it in their voice, you could hear it the way they were talking. They were not emotionally invested. Why is that? You're not going to get emotionally invested in trying to go flawless if at any point in time, that effort can be ruined by a cheater. So what happens? They go flawless and they don't care. They weren't emotionally invested. They weren't. They didn't want to. They didn't want to risk caring and getting passionate and getting excited and really trying to, to play well and getting emotionally invested into the game because at any moment, some zit-faced loser cheater can ruin your run And you're like, I'm not gonna risk my own emotional investment and state of like how I feel. I'm not gonna do that. I'm not gonna let them take that from me. I'm gonna just shrug every game off like it's nothing. So... They go flawless, and they're just there's no excitement, there's no sense of satisfaction. It's just kind of a ugh. And I did it. I went flawless with I played with Nervous and Critical Ape, and we had fun. But at the same time, we had a lot of games where it was like, well, that was suspicious. That was suspicious. That was suspicious. It's it's hard to be confident in any insane sniper, any insane plays these days because so many people seem to be having access to information that they shouldn't. Let's end by saying now versus later. I am okay with logistical and quality of life changes waiting for the proper implementation. I am. I'm okay with that. If it's gonna take a while to do the right implementation of quality of life changes, logistical updates to trials, I, I'll, I'll give you that, fine you guys fumbled this ball, okay Get, pick the ball back up and run the right place, don't overreact, I don't want them to overreact, overcorrect harm future plans, or have to take stuff away, well we did a bunch of cool stuff in Season of the Worthy, but it was too much we have to take some of those things away, so flawless becomes less exciting, right, it was like when all of a sudden they stopped the glitch in the Menagerie You don't want Trials to feel like they suddenly bring the guillotine down on a good change because it was too generous or it was too much of an overreaction. So I'm okay with that. It sucks, but I'm okay with that. But, anti-cheat is a non-negotiable. It's a non-negotiable. And nobody that wants to play at even the most remotest of a competitive level should should budge on this. We should basically say, this is a non-negotiable, figure it out, partner with somebody like BattleEye or something and get this in place. Because if you don't, Th- this this is a this is a disease that it will cannibalize that side of the game. So we're going to transition to Q a if you're listening to this on iTunes Google Play Spotify or watching on YouTube you can always catch me live at sayno to rage.com probably live right now come on in as always please like share and subscribe. Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be the Q&A session that followed my talk about what happened to trials. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, I am probably live streaming right now. You can go to Rage.com. That will bring you right to my Twitch channel. Rage.com. If you're looking for the podcast version of this and you just want to listen to it, they come packaged as the video and the Q&A all together. SNTR Presents is on basically every podcast platform. All the people on YouTube, thank you so much. YouTube's been doing really well lately, hopefully whatever change YouTube made continues, Uh, I've been seeing a lot more uh, views and new subs so thank you for joining uh, the YouTube channel Uh, appreciate you guys very very much for doing that, let's go to the first question Ghetto Vision Activision released a statement regarding 70,000 players banned for cheating in Call of Duty, although it's faux transparency, would it benefit Bungie to match uh, better these types of statements, reasoned trials, or is it too late? Okay he, this is the thing with cheating that I didn't really mention in my video because I'm kind of sick of I'm, I'm kind of sick of being like, well, let's consider this, let's consider this no give us anti-cheat like I don't want to give them room anymore about this. However, I do think we have to consider the fact that like they can't just keep talking about it. The more they promote it, the more people consider doing it. The more people are made aware of, oh, you can cheat in Destiny. Well, isn't that what you guys and all the content creators are doing? Yeah, well, you know, th- that's my prerogative. Like, I don't, I don't work for Bungie, so I- I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna not talk about cheating to somehow, I, I don't know, I guess help less people cheat in the interim while they work on a solution. No, I, th- th- this is, I think, a worthy conversation to have. But, I. I don't think Bungie wants to keep coming out and talking about it. Now, when they ban a huge swath of people, sure, you can let us know, hey, we just banned a big a big group. You know, we, we knocked all these people off, blah, 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 blah. The only problem with that is, also, you can create this sense of... You can create this sense of... Oh, they just banned a bunch of cheaters. There won't be any cheaters this weekend. And then you're going to run into a bunch of them. Because... One of the dangers right now is that they're not stopping it. They're, you know, they have their finger in a hole in the wall, and water's just pouring over the top. It feels like I, I ran into way more cheaters this last weekend than I ever have. It was obvious to me. The one team we played them multiple times before, I finally decided, like, okay, yeah, these guys are using something, and that was the thing. Right? It took three games to really be confident. Like, yeah, they're they're using something. And, you know, a couple people were pretty blatant about it. There was a guy using an aimbot. It was so clear. He didn't get a single non-crit kill. His stats were absurd. He had like a 97% accuracy. Uh, and he had every weapon he used, he had only precision kills with all the weapons that he used. So it was clear he was using something. And and I, I up to now, anytime I, I logged in and played, I, I wasn't running into that many. I would run into one or two. We would see one or two on the cards. It's a growing problem. And... The Now, some people are saying, and this is something that Paris is highlighting, is that the number of players is going down, but the number of cheaters is not. Because they're more dedicated to play every week, right? Like, well, I'm going to keep playing and cheating. I'm not being banned. The numerator isn't changing while the denominator isn't, right? They're, they're, the number of players is going down, but the number of cheaters isn't. So you're going to just continue to match them at a greater rate. Um... Uh, Lumi watched I'll match a cheater on Saturday night they joined his discord and he finally admitted and when asked why he said it was because he was tired of cheaters beating him so if you can't beat him join him it's literally perpetuating a worse environment I have said many many times that cheating creates two diseases in the community it spreads more cheating cause of that the people like well if people are gonna cheat I'm gonna cheat I, if you can't beat him join him or oh you can cheat in that game oh I'm gonna go try and cheat right all these different lines of thinking cheating begets cheating like more people will cheat it also creates another disease, the disease of skepticism. Every time I got insta-domed by somebody, I was like, I don't know about that. I don't know. And a guy hits like eight eight insta-snipe dome shots in a row, and you're like, oh, he's cheating. Now, if he'd have been toggling, he could have hit it. He could have waited and only used it when it mattered. You know, Wish You Luck put up a clip of somebody that did that. They went up on the guy's 4-0, all of a sudden the guy turned on his, uh, his, his cheats. And he was a Twitch streamer. Um, probably with like two viewers, Nightbot and his mom. But, you know, he's he's cheating and he waited until they were down 40 to toggle and turn it on and so people could get a little bit, you know, smart about it. They could decide to only turn it on when they need to. But the people that obviously don't freaking care, they're they're just running it the whole time. I had people using wall hacks that, like, you can't hide that you're using a wall hack, okay? I played against wall hackers in Quake 3. I actually saw footage of the wall hack in Quake 3. I know what it looks like. Your brain can't ignore the information. You know when someone's coming and you shouldn't know when they're coming, and you pre fire almost habitually. You can't stop your brain from doing it. You can't be like, well, they're coming, but I should wait until this moment to fire because I need to ignore that stimuli and only acknowledge this stimuli. Like, you can't do that. You're going to give yourself away. So that's why I think a lot of folks are leaning on the wall hacks. They're a little harder to deduce. When somebody is hitting a hundred percent headshots that's pretty obvious when someone's predicting that you're going to come around the corner lower to mid-skill players might just be like well that's a good player i don't know what the frick happened the guy just was he shot me as soon as i came around the corner or he knew i was coming or whatever there's an even more advanced wall hack in destiny it works as a soft wall hack it gives you natural reticle movement it's insane someone went undercover in the cheater Discord. many christmas lucky watched a guy live streaming here on twitch with hacks for sale and his discord in his title then he was showing the hacks live on twitch flying around the map going through walls and aimbotting right you know those people deserve to be banned off of twitch you know wish you luck got banned because he found a guy he got banned from twitch not from not from destiny wish you luck got banned from twitch because he found a guy cheating saw he was a Twitch streamer, and said, chat, you know what to do. And they interpreted that as, like, targeted harassment, but it's like it could have also been him saying go report this guy, he should be banned from Twitch. I mean, that's what we're supposed to do, right? Like, you're making us police the dadgum game in the directory, so telling chat to go to this guy's channel, he didn't even say that, he just said, you know what to do, as in you know what to do, we have a cheater on our hands, and he's a streamer, this person needs to be reported, you know? (laughs) Like... Player one's on the ball. My coffee already shipped. I'm going to ask him after this Q and a, how many bags we've sold. If you guys see the alert pop up or hear it during this Q and a session, I just partnered with player one coffee today and we launched uh, the rageless roast it's a light roast it's really really good I've been drinking it for weeks they sent me a couple flavors to try and this is the one I chose so if you go to player one coffee all spelled out no numbers player one you'll find my roast there as the featured one right now so uh, people are going nuts and ordering it like crazy um, I don't have like a fancy hyperlink yet but if you go to player one you'll find my flavor there so yeah, we need to go to the next question. I spent a lot of time on that one. Uh big Fesh. The update tomorrow is adding 16 gig to the game. Does that seem on par for an event like this? It seemed like a bit large to me. Do you think it may have some surprises during the event? I 16 gig, are we sure? Is that correct? That seems incredibly um high, but it could be uh, it it could be um it could be audio files or video files. I don't know. Maybe they're adding they could be adding some audio files in a trailer or something. Those will take up a lot of space. I'm not actually sure if that, if that's is. Are we sure that's right? That seems absurdly high for just a little update. 16 gigs more than the season of dawn update. That can't be right. Are you? Where did you get that? Straight from bungie.net. Are you sure? This season has middle little more than a 3 gig patch on stream. The game's over 100 gigs now. It's got to be a 1.6 or something. You That has to be misread. <laughs> like, large audio files. I mean, that is 16 gig, I, that doesn't sound right. That's got to be, we have to be misunderstanding that, or that's a typo. Uh, violent Serpent. Why did it take so long for Bungie to realize that the token system is flawed in general? D1 had bounties for armor and weapons. I don't understand why they didn't just add them to D2 in general. I actually think... I actually think that the... The token system's better if they can get it right. Because you can... You can continue playing all weekend long on your Hunter... With the token system. You don't have to switch characters. You don't have to worry about bounties being completed. If they get wit if they get rid of the win requirement, if they get rid of the win requirement, and they encourage the better teams to not not farm the bottom half of the card, the token system is fine. It's fine. I did it the other day. We were just playing and having fun i was like yeah i need a couple more tokens to get to 60. i literally need one more token right now like i I need to boot up and just lose a game with a team to get one more token to get one more ingram um from him so the i would say that the token system is better you're still dying on that hill i'm not dying on that hill if the token system works it will be better than bounties what do bounties do bounties limit you to only so much loot on a weekend bounties force you to change characters and more casual players a lot of them only have one character you want as many people in the funnel as often as they possibly can on the weekend and the token system if done right does that the bounty system does not you're you're blaming the wrong thing you're like tokens are garbage no tokens if done right would be significantly better than a bounty system because you could play all weekend on the same character and just keep things you know over and over now they could make the bounties repeatable so maybe you could just do repeatable bounties over and over and over again for drops but then that completely invalidates like going flawless if it's that easy to get loot from repeatables you you don't want to over bake the cake and make it too casual Casual players will only play for bounties and immediately leave. You'll have the same problem. Exactly. If you want people jumping in the funnel all weekend, you just have a healthy trickle of tokens for games one through three. Remove the win requirement. You're just playing and getting tokens. And then you can take them to Saint 14, right? And then the other people that are, you you don't want them bottom card farming. You got to give them a reason to go to four, five, six, and seven and go flawless. I think people are zoomed in on tokens like tokens suck. And it's like, that's actually not the problem here. It really isn't the issue. The issue is win requirement, get rid of it. Token payout, make it a little bit better, make it significantly better for four, five, six, and seven. So people start low card farming and you'll probably have more people just jumping in. Uh, Kasami. Do you think adding three new exotic armor pieces per season is too little? Grinding for new exotics used to be the reason to play. This this is not our issue right now. If you want to look at this season in particular and highlight problems, I wouldn't think this is the issue. One exotic armor piece per character and a handful of exotic weapons every three months I'd actually say is pretty good and probably putting us on a pathway of a very bloated exotic pool. Um, so I don't think we need, I honestly don't think we need any more exotics than we're currently getting. I think that the dole, the doling out of exotics is honestly kind of high, uh, you know, historically here. Um... Thank you, Angst, for the $10. I don't have alerts on in this scene. I have the coffee one, but that's it. Watching your stream for a while now. Just want to say things. Uh, thanks for the good time while watching Q&A. Still lurking behind chat. Wish you the best with your uh, your new home. Stay healthy. Thank you very, very much. Um, stays 815 I appreciate that, dude. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Alright, next question. Parasito... Some high-skilled players I know are moving to console when they play Trials and completely stomping people. Will this encourage the console player base from playing, furthering, hindering the numbers? Ghostwood, thank you for four months. Man, I, oh. the, Yeah, this is going to make things worse because people are going to feel like console's is a sweatbox now. They can't play and enjoy themselves. It's just too competitive. Um, I don't know. 20 tokens for the ingram, one token per loss. so someone should take 20 butt whoopings to turn in one ingram. Okay, here's the thing, Ghostface. You shouldn't be able to get a healthy turnover rate of loot in Trials if you're doing nothing but losing. Just write that down. I stand by that. If that's elitism, then so be it. You should not be able to get a healthy turnover rate of loot From trials of Osiris if all you're doing is losing right if you literally lose 20 games in a row yeah I'm okay with it taking that long for you to get loot it's trials you shouldn't be able to go in and just freaking throw and get loot that's dumb like I get where you're coming from but there should be some level of requirement. If you want to go to bounties, I mean, at least on bounties, you got to get kills, you got to get wins, you got to get reses. Those were usually the types of bounties in D1. That it, it should be an unhealthy and slow turnover rate of loot. If you're just losing game after game after game, it's trials. You're supposed to get rewarded for winning. So, I would say maybe two tokens for a loss, and then maybe four for a win, and then really crank the knob when they get to games four, five, six, and seven, so people would be stupid to ignore games four, five, six, and seven, you would never want to reset your card, because you're going to get more tokens on the back half. Even if you're losing on the back half, it should be more rewarding to get people out of the bottom. But, you know, ten... Ten, 10 losses in a row getting you an Ingram. I mean, that's that's a lot of losing, man, I don't know <laughs> that, I, do you understand? I, I think you, you have to understand where I'm coming from, I don't want to act like an elitist jerk, but at the same time, I don't want to dilute trials into yeah, dude, you can just go in and lose like a total blind idiot and uh, just, just AFK your way to loot like you're not even looking at the television you know I'm averaging it it's so sweaty to make it to five. Well, that's why you have to hear what I'm saying, though. Everybody's zooming in on tokens. That's not a solution. There's a bigger, more nuanced, multi-pronged solution here. Picture it like a fork, okay? A fork has four prongs. We want all four prongs of this plan to happen. Number one, remove the win requirement. Number two, motivate people to go to the back half of the card. Four, five, six, and seven. Thank you for ordering some coffee. Um, number three, make the token payout maybe a little bit better so it's not so slow, and number four, make it to where there is clearly uh, a very, very accessible entry point for the first couple of games by doing those other three prongs. You might not even need four prongs. It's like a three-pronged approach. If you're gonna zero in on one prong of my plan, of course it sounds like it's not gonna fix anything. I'm not saying that, oh, tokens are the answer, tokens are fine. I'm saying there's multiple things they have to do for tokens to work properly, and that, I think, is the real issue. Right now, if you just go in with a completely just non-nuanced position, you just get rid of tokens and do bounties, that's not gonna solve the problem. Number one, that's not gonna put more people in the player funnel. It's not gonna make your early games less sweaty and it's certainly not going to motivate people to go to the back half of the car to go flawless. There's multiple problems here. You're a more average player. We want to do things for you, sure, but we also want to do things for the guys that are just like, I don't care if I go flawless or not now. All players, I think, need a here Now, like, thumbless, like... Just total brainless casuals that that don't even want to make a team. We don't need to. We don't need to make trials for them. I'm not trying to insult anybody here, but the people that just literally want to shut their brain off and just like they like just not even pay attention to what's going on. I, I play that way. I, I play in a total brainless like just mouth breathing like oh man. I don't. Even, I'm not even paying attention to what's going on. I play that way. That's not the kind of player you want jumping into trial, So we don't need to. We don't need to play to their fiddle. But you do, you definitely want people. In there that are going to make a team and are going to play at least at some level of like minimal awareness, and that's why you can't be like, yeah, here's just token after token after token for losing constantly. You gotta you gotta satisfy the people that are trying to go flawless and, and consistently go flawless, but you also have to satisfy the people that are happy with win five. You know, you 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 have to you have to satisfy both, or this or this playlist dies. There's. There's extreme examples in this in this player pool and I don't think we need to make make trials just for the elite the elites at the top the top 1% but we also don't need to go in the opposite direction to make trials for like the people that literally just fall asleep while playing cuz they're just it's just something they do to pass a time after work and they're not even taking it serious. We don't want raids or trials to be structured for them. Dracus. I haven't heard anything on the effect hacking is having on PvE, it seems victimless, but what about the ripple effect in the rest of the game? I don't know. I've not seen or heard anything. I mean, obviously, when people ask about leaderboards, this comes up because I say, you know, people people cheese their way to the leaderboards in Challenge of Elders and basically every week Bungie was congratulating people that were basically just using exploits. It was kind of dumb. Um, there was like a couple of weeks where streamers were doing it legit, and then people started cheesing it and it was you were basically congratulating people for uh for for using in-game exploits and bugs uh, US Army operator what do you think of account recoveries in trials i'm old and i stink at games but i love destiny i can do pve but i have a 0.3 kd in pvp i got a recovery last weekend with panda to get trials gear does this hurt destiny um Endo ego with thirteen months. I'll trade you a sub for a hint at the next show on the SNTR network. Um, it's gonna be funny. I don't know. <laughs> That's all I got. Uh, thank you for thirteen months. The oh man, recoveries is a touchy subject because people are like, well, it's against terms and conditions, and Bungie doesn't seem to care because they're not they're not stopping anybody doing it. Um, well, unless you're wish you luck. <laughs> Uh, you know, people are doing it in the directory constantly. They're promoting it in their titles. They've got commands in chat for the fact that they do recoveries. Does this hurt destiny? If you have a healthy player pool and you know anywhere from 300 to 400,000 a week are playing trials over the weekend, I, I think recoveries are like a drop in the bucket. They're, they're so inconsequential in the just the, the mass player base that we have. We don't have that many people. Um, doing it, I mean, the people that are doing it are are such a small scale in comparison, you know, to the million or so people that play every day. But uh, it it really isn't my place to talk about it, right? It's not my place to talk about it. If you if if there are willing consumers, if there are willing consumers willing to pay for a recovery, then how can you get mad about somebody who's like, I have the I have. The, the freedom in my current funds and income to pay some streamer to take my account flawless I'm gonna do that and the streamer's good enough to basically make good on the promise of the transaction you know they're gonna actually do it for you here's why I don't think it's bad for the community or for trials specifically you're gonna face them anyway right It's not like they're getting around some skill-based matchmaking loophole where, well, you wouldn't play them, but they were playing on some account with terrible KD and you matched against Panda or Potato or or whoever. Panda and Potato. Potato should rebrand. Anyway, um, (laughs) you're not going to get away from those guys. If they're in the player pool, you're going to face people at that level. If you're going off-site and checking stats and you're like, well, that was definitely a recovery, that guy's stats were terrible. That guy's stats were terrible, that was clearly a recovery. Okay, well, that information's not in the game. You got your face beat in by a skilled player, end of story. Whether he's on his account or somebody else's account does nothing to the quality of the playlist. It doesn't. If those guys weren't doing recoveries and they were playing all weekend... They just stack up with their buddies or their boys. There are people that hate carries. They think carries are wrong. They think you should have to earn it yourself. You shouldn't be able to pay some streamer to carry it to the lighthouse. There are people that get mad about that. And it's like, I don't understand what you want these high skill players to do. Go flawless and then go the frick off somewhere else? What? Yeah, you got your flawless. Get out of here. People complain about that. They're like, yeah, stack teams play all weekend. And they'll go flawless, you know, 20, 30 some odd times. And I got to face them. Yeah? So the frick what? Like... Suck it up and beat him or don't, like what what do you want them to do? They're high skilled players. Like, cheaters are way worse. Cheaters are way worse than than what we're dealing with now. You have a bad you have bad logistical incentivization, you have bad you have a bad problem of cheating, and you're gonna focus on recoveries, like recoveries are not the problem right now. Recoveries aren't even a problem. If Bungie would have hit this ball out of the park, okay. If Bungie would hit this ball out of the park and there were tons of people playing every weekend, recoveries don't even register on the Richter scale. They don't freaking matter. It's just one more skilled player in the player pool. You just happen to be aware enough to go check stats and you're like, who is this guy? This guy's trash and he's running away with this game right now. Again, that's not something that's in the game. You're going off site to, to, to like, oh yeah, this guy's trash. And then he starts beating you down. You're like, wait, what? I took it the same way as you do. I get to 10 subs for my recovery. Everyone won in the transaction. Right, like these guys, again, these guys are selling a product that's in demand. I don't know. Strong disagree on this. If everyone plays on their own account, the player base will go up. Trials should not cater to streamers and their ability to monetize their game skill. But that's not what Trials is doing. Trials is doing the exact opposite of that Red Giant. Tri- Trials streamers... Oh, needs thanks for ordering some coffee. Trials streamers don't even want to play right now. What are you talking about? The entire playlist is so catered to the bottom half of the card. That's not catering to streamers. Trials is literally right now built for medium-skilled players. And because it was so disproportionately focused on the bottom half of the card, tri- t- Trials streamers and high-level players started bottom card farming. And recoveries are not just streamers. What are there, 10, 10 regular recovery streamers that are well-known on a weekend? How many people are doing recoveries on other sites that aren't even streaming? They haven't built this for streamers at all. If anything, they built this for average players, and it, the scales tipped way too harshly to the bottom half of the card, and it ruined the playlist as a middle to low tier player, this is pretty darn accurate. I'm telling you, they did what we wanted them to do, but they did it in two, it's too, it's too slanted. Before Trials came out, I said they need to make sure you can play Run Bounties, Get Gear if you're a more mid-lane player, and they did that, they did it to such a degree that even the high-level players were like, it's better to low-card farm, so again, that's a logistical oversight, Bungie should have seen this coming and been like, like, man, streamers are literally reading our blog post on it and talking about low-card farming and the game mode's not even out yet, like, who did you run this by? That's my question, it's a logistical oversight. Who do they run the system by? If they had to show me those, send me those notes, make me sign an NDA, and I'd have been like, dude, people are gonna low-card farm. What are you doing? They're gonna keep their loot pool small, and they're gonna keep resetting their card. And that's gonna create a disproportionate amount of stacked teams and high-skilled players in the early games, and then people are gonna feel like they can't even win. I would've, I would've told them within minutes, like, this is this is bad. You can't do this. They, they didn't build it for streamers. Gee, many Christmas. Not built it's not built for them at all. You make an appearance in Fallout Play's new cheating compilation YouTube video. Oh what wait, why am I in the video? <laughs> D- we, I, the cheaters we face weren't super obvious. They you know you could see them, but uh is it just me talking about it? <clears> T <throat> Funk um says Looking back on what Bungie said and how it's been handled, did you think Trials launched... Do you think it launched Half-Baked? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's a clip on your show. Oh, really? So it's me talking about it? That's interesting. I didn't realize he did that. That's cool. I'm fine with that. Fall Fallout's a, Fallout's a friend. That's cool that he did that, though. Um, yeah, it launched Half-Baked. Yeah, it did. 100%. Th- this did not... Uh, this did not launch as a, as a fully orbed uh, situation. And the only explanation that I can come up with, okay, um, the only the only theory I can come up with is Bungie knew they were going to have to go through birth pangs of the Return of Trials, and they did it now, to get this out of the way. They knew, they knew that they were going to have problems, they knew they were going to have to deal with this, so, They did it now. So in September, if they do do, I believe they will. I said do-do. All your kids can get to laugh at that that are getting to listen. It's family-friendly, but I apologize. I just said do-do, so they're probably going to say that the rest of the day. Um, Really drive your parents crazy with that one, kiddos. I believe they will do Adept Weapons in September. I believe it. I believe it. You can't can't ignore the request of the community, but you also can't ignore the fact that Luke Smith essentially said, year four will be when we start doing this sort of thing. So I think they got this out of the way now. And you know how we respond. If Bungie announces that in September... They're going to do adept weapons, all new armor set, all new everything for Trials, and they do, between now and then, they get out some quality of life adjustments to the logistical structure of it, then I think that's what they wanted to do. I There, there is no way, there's no way they launched this and thought, this is just going to be smooth sailing. I, I almost question the video. It's like, it's kind of nuts, it's back, yeah, we did not want this to come out half-baked holy frickin moly why you invited trial you'd invited crafty and and lupo i want to know who else they invited were they even aware of the structure and how it was going to be set up and if they were did they provide feedback and say this is a really bad idea like i don't know who who saw this what destiny players saw this and was like oh yeah dude that's great BW is there too I, I would love to interview BW and be like what what feedback did you provide were you aware of all this did you foresee any of these problems I feel like any one of those guys had to know this stuff was going to happen now if they just went in and played and they just went in and like tested out the maps and checked out the loot they might have been like well people are really going to want adept weapons and Bungie could have been like well yeah I mean we we'll, we'll, we're, were planning to do that later we can't do that right now Lupo and Crafts weren't even playing. Oh, but come on, those are both really intelligent guys. You you think that they need to actively be playing Trials in Destiny right now? Do you think me playing Destiny right now is how I came up with low card farming? No, I read the description. I was like, people are going to low card farm. Like I don't I don't have to play Trials or play PvP concurrently to know that or to see that. At this point, I can only assume their silence on the matter is deliberate. Who's silence? From the streamers or from Bungie? I don't think that it's technologically possible to get ahead of cheaters in a peer-to-peer game as long as it's free to play. It's too easy to brute force and circumvent anti-cheat. Unless Trials is put behind a paywall, there's no turning back. Streamers who attended? I don't know what kind of NDAs they signed. I don't. But I, I don't know how you wouldn't have looked at this logistical structure and been like... Dude, this is going to go over like a lead balloon. This isn't structured well. A paywall's going to do nothing when someone's willing to pay a $25 monthly fee to see-through walls. Like, the paywall's not going to do anything. Like, (laughs) a monthly monthly fee! This guy's paying $25 a month to see-through walls. What the frick? You don't have anything better to spend your time on? Like, if you don't have five dollars a month to sub to a streamer, you're just not managing your finances right. Arcanus. do you think these disconnect bugs uh, players are experiencing on PC is more damaging to the health of the game? Well, sure. I mean, they're trying to fix that. They're trying to fix that. So that and they and they and and, and so, in some respects they have so. <laughs> Uh, Zero creativity. Do you think that casuals really don't want to go into trials because of what toxicity comes from PvP alone? Teabagging, emoting on death? Okay, emoting on death is not toxic. And teabagging? Just get over it. Come on. A little sack tap doesn't hurt anybody. Just putting salt in your veins. Do it back. Revenge bag. Always revenge bag. I revenge bag. I never initiate the bag, but I'll revenge bag. I mean... I, potato bagged the guy the other day for using Antius wards. I was like, oh my gosh. Everybody's in such a bad, foul mood. Like, Potato was like, no, it's Antius wards, like, bagged on the guy. I was like, Potato, settle down. <laughs> it's like, gee, Christmas, that's a salty potato chip. There's so many jokes there with his name being Potato. In any case, a little sack tap doesn't hurt anybody. You know what I'm saying? A little... A little emote. They're there. The emotes are literally designed. Some of them are designed to put a little salt in your eye, dude. There's one that's literally a a a a, a tombstone. <laughs> Come on, like if this is your version of toxicity, you're you. <laughs> Your, like, toxicology report is is slanted in one direction. They're, if they're sending you hate mail and saying nasty things and slurs and all that, well, then, sure, that person is, you know, probably in a dark place. Um, but I would say... Uh, I, I would definitely say that they need to... Um, they... They need to like try to take action against like communication and stuff. Like if people are sending nasty word, you know, and slurs and stuff. Xbox and Sony generally handles that. But if all they're doing is is they're giving you little respect kneels and emotes, like come on, man, you gotta get over that. You you gotta get over that. That's lightweight compared to what a lot of communities do to each other. There's literally a salty emote. Exactly. NFL greats. As a trials fix, how do you feel if they are able to stack wins on a card even past three losses? You could keep your card all weekend, just play until your desired destination. What do you think? Okay, so this is where I would classify your suggestion as an overreaction, okay? There are changes they could make to make trials more accessible, removing the win requirements, motivating the hardcore players to not hang out on the bottom half of the card. Those two changes should lighten things up a little bit. I also think they could do like a triple trials token weekend where they really blow the lid off and try to get a lot more people playing because that just makes everything go very quickly, right? However, this is an overreaction. This is like, oh yeah, eventually you're just going to end up at the lighthouse, right? Eventually you're just going to finally get that seventh win. That is not trials. You can't... This is one of the reasons I love trials, you cannot replicate the feeling and the intensity and the intensity and the emotional investment when you were on a game seven with no mercy and it's a tough game. Everything is on the line like that feeling can't be replicated. You're gonna dilute that if every time I'm on game six or seven, I'm like, it doesn't matter if we win or lose. yeah, it's fine. next game we'll just go to the next game. It's fine. it's fine it's you you turn. You turn the game into a shrug fest. Everyone's just shrugging. Like, yeah, oh, yeah, well. You know, that's what's happening right now. Because because people are worried about cheaters, they don't get emotionally invested. Because becoming emotionally invested in something is a risk. This is where the whole this is where the whole cringe culture comes from if you see somebody excited about something or celebrating something like the guy who cried when he saw the trailer for Star Wars you know and that woman like made fun of him well frick her and her dumb face this guy got popular and he got invited on shows and stuff because of her idiocy but that's where cringe culture comes from Everyone's scared to get invested into something, and because t- it's risky, right? You get emotionally invested in something; it could be bad, it could be disappointing. You could get made fun of by people on Twitter and stuff. And that happened recently. There was a clip of a guy that was really excited. He beat Triple Rec, and like everybody was making fun of him. And I'm like he wasn't even rude; he was just excited. Everybody's like cringing at somebody being excited about something. Well, that, that hesitancy to get emotionally invested, this is true in relationships as well, by the way, if you've been, if you've been hurt and, and you've been like, rejected a lot, you don't get emotionally invested, you get cynical and negative and numb because the risk of becoming emotionally invested can lead to pain. Well, that happens in video games. If you know there are cheaters afoot and they're everywhere, it's really hard for you to get emotionally invested. Why? Because of the disappointment and the frustration that comes from that. Well, if I get emotionally invested in this Trials card and we run into cheaters on game six or seven, I'm gonna get really frustrated. So as like a, as like a protective measure, as a, as a form of like, almost like a coping mechanism, you disengage your emotions. You don't care if you win or lose. That's why the highest skilled players are going flawless. and They're just like, bah, who who gives a frick? And they go play Valorant because it's like at any moment your card could be ruined by some douchey cheater. So you're not going to get emotionally invested. You're not going to give them the satisfaction of frustrating you. You're like, ah, oh, whatever, well, that's, it is what it is, it is what it is. And then they go play something else because if you're not emotionally invested, there's no. There's no loyalty tether. There's no excitement tether. You're just kind of like, Bleh. So, when you're, you know, you're worried about people stacking and winning all weekend, I mean, I got news for you. The, the, these guys aren't even going to play anymore. They're just like, I don't, I don't want to get emotionally invested in this right now because it's just a cesspool of cheating and nonsense. So, you, with your idea, would do a similar thing just oh yeah eventually with your seven wins you get to go flawless you just rob trials of any more any potency that it had left it already hurts right now it's already hurting there's not a lot of potency but man i love playing and being on the last game of the card and not having mercy i love that i i hate it at the same time of loving it it's like when you go up on a really really high roller coaster and you're like i hate this i hate this feeling And then you go down you're like, I love this. I'm so glad that I did that. It's a similar feeling. It's like, I hate this. Oh, oh, it's so tense. If we lose, it's over. You can't replicate that. You can't like put that in a bottle and drink it later. You have to be in an environment where losing matters and winning matters. Matters. It's such a good feeling. That's why Battle Royales became so popular, because when you actually get to the end, it's like, oh my gosh, everything comes down to me and that guy over there, and it's a really addicting format, because it's a rush to get that far. The minute you take the risk off the table, it it becomes just another, yeah Screw these guys, yeah, whatever. Just throw. Just throw, dude. We'll get a we'll get an easier team after this. Just throw. Frick it. We're down 3-0, 4-0. Instead of being like, come on, man, we can come back. Let's make some plays here. So that's why I'm I'm uh I'm shooting your idea down. Cloud plays. Do you see trials being a breaking point for the game? As I know a fair amount of people who have quit playing because of trials' current position in the game. I I don't buy into this narrative ever the breaking point, the make it or break it. This is this is this is it's it's now or never. We survived Destiny 2 Vanilla. I think if they can make the good improvements and do some awesome loot, the people will always come back. Because the feeling in Destiny, the movement, the supers, the gunplay and trials, what trials gives you as a feeling. You can't really replicate that anywhere else they're all running to valorant, okay? Well, what valorant is first to 13 rounds. It's it's CS:GO with 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 abilities and the movement is is real slow. It's a great game, but I'm drawing a comparison, right? The movement's really slow. So, it's not going to give them what they're actually missing. It's like your favorite pizza joint shuts down and you're like or you don't like your pizza joint anymore and you start going for burgers instead. Well, it's not quite the same, you know? It's not quite the same. It doesn't really hit the way that pizza joint hit. Well, you find out that they they changed ownership and they got the good ingredients back. They got back that chef that you know makes the crust the way you like it. You're gonna go back. Because you can't get that anywhere else. You can't get that pie anywhere else in town. And that's where that's the way trials is. Trials is the best cocktail of Destiny's PvP. I will always I will always stand on that. I, I truly think that. And that's why if, if you go to other games or play other games for a time, they'll, they'll scratch your back, but not quite the right way. Nah, it's not quite the same. It's a really, really good trials card. And so I think that eventually, eventually that they, they can get this right. And I know people hate hearing that. I'm not saying that's good. I'm just saying Bungie is the king. They are the king of filling self-made vacancies. <laughs> and we celebrate. It. Thank you, Baje. Oh my gosh. You created this giant chasm and nothing was in it and we didn't understand it and now it's full of stuff. This is awesome. We we do this all the time. <laughs> we do this all the time. Juan Antonio, after watching the news about how much people are cheating in Call of Duty and Valorant, do you think that since we play so much Destiny, we feel the issue even more? Cheating's on a rise. Cheating's on a rise. There's a handful of reasons for that. There's a handful of reasons for that. People were cheating to try to qualify for Fortnite because uh, money. People like to cheat because they're bad. Uh, people like to cheat because they want to stream snipe a streamer and beat them because they hate streamers there's like a a, a, an irrational hatred for streamers in some of these people because they're jealous right they're jealous you think about it like this if you love basketball but you're just not that good and you watch a really really good basketball player you may hate him because he's good and he beats your favorite team but what are you going to do about that nothing what are you gonna do you' gonna go challenge him to a one-on-one no you can't do that but with but with streamers you have like this direct line of access to be like I hate this guy he's really good at the game and he uh, he said something one day he answered my question I didn't really like it so screw this guy and the horse he rode in on I'm gonna try and stream snipe him and cheat against him you're just really really accessible as a streamer to some degree Stream sniping in uh, R- Rainbow Six Siege was at, was in such a bad state that s- Ann Munition, this is Ann we're talking about, she's a slayer, and she's like, I don't even like streaming this game right now. Because people are just stream sniping me. Uh, Fuya Fuya was saying the same thing. is a funny, really enjoyable streamer, and she's good at games like that. And she's like, I don't want to do this. Why don't I want to do this? Why don't I want to put up with this crap? Right? So... Cheating cheating has, like, multiple reasons why it's on a rise. Also, we're in a situation right now where gaming is going through an evolution. It used to be you would buy a game and you would just play it on your Xbox. Now, you can IP spoof, hardware spoof, download the game for free, and because it's on a computer, it's easier to get to the source code so people can build hacks and get around this and get around that, like... Gaming is going through a weird evolution right now. I mean, come on. It happened with Quake. There was a reason that Quake, back in the day, had to partner with Punkbuster because the Quake engine and source code was public. I could go in and change all kind of settings in Quake with the, with the, um, the, what was it called? The console? The the thing that came down when you hit tilde. Oh, shoot. What was it called? Anyway, I could change all kind of things in there. I, I took my textures off increased volume did this did that all this stuff you could do all that on the back end so back then that was something you could do but when punk buster stepped into the scenario IP banning and hardware banning, those people could never come back. These days, well, you run a VPN, pay for NordVPN, it's, it's pennies on the month, and then you can change your IP as many times as you want. Hardware spoofing, blah, blah, blah. Like, this has been around for a long time, but I think there's, there's easier ways to circumvent your ban, and in the past, that was it. You took a really high risk, if you were going to cheat in Quake 3... If you were going to cheat, cheat in Quake 3 and you got banned from some of those servers, there was nowhere for you to play. There were a handful of Eastern servers, and once you got banned from those servers, you'd have to play somewhere else and you'd have high ping, and then they'd ban you there and then you were done. That's a different time. It was a different time back then. So it happened, it was a thing, and then people would get banned. We were the third ranked... I was in a Rocket Arena Quake 3 clan, and we were ranked third in the Eastern ladder, and the two teams above us, we always suspected they were cheaters. Years later, it came out that they were all cheating. All of them. They were all cheating. So we were actually the best team in the Eastern Ladders because the only teams that would consistently beat us were teams that seemed to just have just uncanny intuition and their aim with the lightning gun and all this stuff was just... It was like, this. these guys are, you know... I, I watched and played with God-tier players. I went to LANs and I watched some of these guys play. It's like, these guys are a step above and it just felt, it felt inhuman. Well, now we're in a scenario where you can download a game for free. You don't have to like get your mom's credit card or get your mom to take you to Best Buy to buy the Quake disc, okay? <laughs> also, CD keys. That was the other thing. They could ban like your version because you had like a CD key. That you it, that you'd have to but like, you were done you were banned you see C- they would ban you at the CD key level so then there were all these people that were trying to get like CD key creators and all this stuff dude it was such a wild time pirated games and they had like CD key generators that could trick the CD key oh dude what a time but it's always been this way I just think right now right now it's just more accessible. To circumvent your ban and also just jump right back in. And here's the real, real problem. Quake was Quake. Unreal Tournament was Unreal Tournament. Steam is part of the problem here. I'm, I don't want to hang. I don't want to hang too much on their neck here. But you make an account to play the game through a launcher, and that launcher has a vested interest in making that part of. Yo, somebody ordered my coffee, thank you. That needs to be really easy. Steam has a vested interest in you making an account being a super easy process. Why? Because that translates into purchasing. So if you make it really hard for people to make a Steam account to prevent cheaters or to make it a little bit harder to make like multiple accounts, multiple accounts... Because that's why Blizzard was a great was a great stop to a lot of this. If you got banned and wanted to create another account, even if the if the game would have went free to play in Blizzard, it would have been a lot harder to get around because it's really hard to make a Blizzard account. Blizzard can do that though because they're mega popular and they're y- if you're making an account it's to play their games. They're not a they're not a storefront the way that Steam is, so. That's part of the problem here is like, we can't even submit a ban and then hope that people stay out for very long because Steam's sitting there being like, look, we can't make it hard for people to make new accounts. If we make it really, really hard for people to make new accounts, that's going to hurt our bottom line because sure, we might slow down a hundred cheaters, but then we also might deter a thousand more people that wanted to make an account and buy something and we made it too arduous and difficult and they gave up. So It's it's so difficult. We're in a different scenario now. If we just would buy Destiny and launch Destiny and make accounts with Bungie.net, then Bungie could basically say if we ban you, then it's a lot harder to get back in. They could ban you at a CD key level. They could go back to, you know, you when you buy the game you get a CD key. When you download the game for free, it installs on your hard drive with like a, an actual CD key. Somebody else order coffee. Thank you for doing that. And then they could ban you at that level. So then you'd have to basically completely uninstall the game, reinstall the game, and even then, the, it, it could lie dormant somewhere. The CD key could lie dormant. But they can't. They run it through Steam, and then that that's thats where Steam, I think, is making things difficult, because it's... And, and we're letting people download the game with VAC bans. Like a really really quick fix to some of this it wouldn't be a long term solution but you could basically be like if you have a vac ban you can't download a free to play game (laughs) now people are like well what about Calico Calico was doing a thing in black ops and he's got a vac ban on his account yeah but he already owns the game he bought the game and he's in like you're letting people download a free to play game and they have vac bans on their steam accounts why? Why would you let anybody do that? Uh, nine months from Mr. Fishin. Thank you. I understand that cheaters have been rampant, but so have disconnection errors. If you had to pick up one to fix, which would it be and why? Well, they are addressing the connection errors and we already had this question. So thank you, but I, I kind of already answered that. They, they're addressing it and need to. I, I think it's a both and. Both need to be addressed. So... And yes, we launched a flavor today with Player One Coffee. You can use those commands in chat, and when you order that, it does support me. Rageless Roast is a light roast. Um, oh, cool, we put it in the command. There you go. There's the there's the description of the flavor. It's really, really good. I've been drinking it for a couple weeks. Uh, Dylan plays Trials relatively regularly based on his Twitter feed. How do you think his experiences are influencing things since he's staff with first-hand experience? Um, I, I don't know. I mean, obviously, if he's running into cheaters, he could be saying... Yeah, connection times were slower. Yeah, we ran into more cheaters. You know, he could be saying what we're saying. I don't know how much... As a community manager, I'm sure he's taking what we're saying and giving it to them. But at the end of the day, he's one player. So he's just going to throw in another piece of anecdotal evidence and be like, yeah, people are saying that connection's taking longer. And it is. You know, it's longer this weekend than last weekend. Um, Bandurian. Sorry if this has been asked already, but has there ever been feedback from Bungie regarding rotating raids, giving pinnacle rewards? They've not said that. We've just kind of anticipated eventually there being like an age of triumph where that is a thing. Small King. If I unknowingly played a car with a cheater and won a match, does that make me a cheater and will I be banned too? Well, obviously they have to be careful with this. Because as a streamer, what if one of you guys come in here and you're running a wall hack? I don't, how am I supposed to know that? I don't know that. And le- if you're running around and you're like shooting your sniper and having your heavy and having infinite super, well then yeah, I'm gonna be like, dude, I'm not gonna play with you. But y- it's really really hard to ban me because you come and play with a streamer and you're running a wall hack. I I don't know. There's a big danger there because then you could start to basically people could like win a raffle, play with the streamer, run cheats, report their own account. <laughs> From another account, and be like, "Yeah, a streamer play with a cheater. Yeah, get them." It's like you can't do that. You got to be really, really careful. You just ban the cheaters. It, it. I know if you if you're going to the lighthouse and someone's dossing, and you just are like, "Well, I didn't know what was going on." I mean, eventually, you have to be like, "Okay, that that's you can't claim ignorance when literally you went to the lighthouse and every team disconnected." Um, but it's too difficult. Some of these things are really low key, like i'll give you an example the first time i played with nervous i was like man his aim is what come on and i i i got ironically enough i got kind of nervous i was like i wonder if he's using something and then and then i realized he was known in the community he played in the tournament recently i was like oh well he's probably just a really good player it was just, but I I wasn't familiar with him. I was like, oh, I don't know. I'm getting kind of, are we playing with somebody? that's using something? You know? And then you know, you you watch him play. You see his his history, and you're like, oh, he's just a good player. But I did. I was like, oh my gosh, like this guy's really really good. What if what if I'm un- unknowingly, you know, playing with a playing with a cheater? I I don't know if you should ban the person that isn't cheating unless it's egregious and obvious, it's like. You were playing with a guy who had heavy all the time. You didn't know that, that was, you know, you didn't know that was a, a cheat. Cold hard. Uh, if covered, then skip. I heard Valorant's offering $100,000 to someone who can get past their anti-cheat from a friend. I'm not saying Bungie has to offer money, but how can Bungie give confidence? That's, that's, there's no way that's true. People have already been cheating. Sergeant Chappie. So there's going to be a lot of rich homies out there. Uh, what are the changes Bungie will have dedicated servers in the future? Not until the next game. This game's not built for it. Uh, 6969 says, what do you think about a private test environment? We had this question the other day, uh, and I know you listened to that Q&A because you made reference to it with another question where you said, can a cement truck be uh, a go-kart? So, um, let's just, let's just do a 24-hour on that username. Uh, please. Let's just do a 24-hour it's spelled out. The number six, then nine, six, and then a nine. I want a 24-hour on this guy. He's just being a douchebag. Uh, Mitchaman, I guess he thought he was going to get one past me. I'm, <laughs> I'm really good at remembering Q&A and everything, by the way, and also what you put in chat earlier. So, <laughs> Nice try, I guess. Um, Mitchaman, how do you think these issues compare with the issues from House of Wolves and D1? No raid, unhealthy PvP experience, loot, draw, uh, loot doesn't feel that great, or am I reaching? Um, like the thing is, is that I I don't, I don't remember how trials felt back then. You know, I don't remember how trials felt back then. I, I know house of wolves was disappointing, but I feel like people liked trials a lot back then. Um, it felt, it felt like people were celebrating it. They thought it was good. Now I know, I know that the, the way that they set it up with, was good, but then Thorn kind of took over and people were pretty, you know uh, Thorn meta Thorn meta, so I think people were kind of divided on the Thorn meta but I also think that it was new and fresh and I think people liked it so I don't know if this is an accurate representation of House of Wolves, like an unhealthy PvP experience Um, thank you Soul, for banning him for 24 hours, come back when you don't want to fiddle around and mess with my Q&A now, no raid, sure, and loot doesn't feel great. I don't honestly remember what the loot was like back then, so I don't know. So I'm just going to say, this is similar, but what's the point in acknowledging that? What's it mean? Like they, not, That's not going to get us anywhere. They, they didn't make the same mistakes. Back then, they had a problem with the thorn, they had a problem with weapon balancing. I, I don't necessarily think that... They were they were struggling to figure out low card farming and true incentive to go flawless and and cheating. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't I feel like the loot right now is actually pretty doggone good. It's just that the pathway to the loot and, and the low card farming and stuff is just kinda I don't know. It is kind of the bigger issues. SA twenty three SA was seven months and thirteen months from breadline, thank you. The Torch. What percentage of the 222,000 people playing Trials do you think are A, playing one card, running into cheaters and leaving, or B, are people who are running a handful of account recoveries per day, not unique players? I'd bet 25% at least. So you think, out of 220,000 people, that 25% are account recoveries. You think over 50,000 players... In the player pool are account recoveries. You, that's a high, high number. I don't know if there's any way to even make a prediction about that. That just doesn't seem... That is so many. 50? 50, over 50,000? 50, there's no way there's that many people doing account recoveries. Hey, just ordered some coffee. Thank you very much. I don't... I don't... I don't... I don't, <laughs> I don't know about that. I don't know about that, dude. I and if it's that many people doing account recoveries I mean I, I don't know I mean what's the point the point is the player base is shrinking so if you're right or you're wrong it doesn't matter I I, yeah, I don't think there's more than a couple thousand people doing recoveries not 50,000 like maybe even not 50,000 people but maybe you're saying 50,000 accounts have been recovered um account recoveries are super cheap $25 for hacks and 15 for an account recovery easy but you think that much money is moving every weekend? I own a boosting website and we do 300 recoveries for trials weekend. We're not even top five. Yeah, but 300? Like, that's a drop in the bucket of 50,000. <laughs> Smaller recovery streams have 10 hours worth of VODs per day running recoveries. 50,000, though? 50,000 re- re- accounts are getting recovered every weekend? I in any case I uh, that's high. Um, I don't know. if that if that is that many people, if there's that many people uh, doing it, then I guess maybe people might have a point that maybe the, maybe the point is is that you know recoveries are giving us a false sense of the player base numbers in general. maybe they are lower. I just have a really hard time believing that there are 50,000 account recoveries happening over the course of a weekend. That's, what do you got? Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday. Well, let's include Tuesday. That's 10,000 a day. That's, I don't know. How many many account recoveries is that over a 24-hour period? Master Carries did 20,000 last weekend across platforms. What? No. Are you serious? Master Carries did 20,000 last weekend across platforms. Gee, many Christmas. I was sitting here being a skeptic, but that's insane. That's insane. Oh my gosh. that's a lot of people. Um, I don't think that's as harmful as cheating. I don't think that's as harmful as error codes. And I also think if they address some of the more fundamental issues and way more people were playing, I think that that number becomes less of a, less of an issue. If anything, if anything, um, 20,000 carries, not 20,000 recoveries from the sound of that statement. Yeah. I mean, I guess 20,000 still, that's a lot. I mean, carries recoveries. I don't know. That seems so high. That seems so hard to believe. Um, so in any case, let's say you're right. It doesn't, it's not more harmful to the player pool, but it does prove that the player pool is genuinely smaller than we think it is. But I don't think that those figures are true. I would be surprised if over the course of a weekend, the number of accounts recovered cracks over 10,000. If it cracks over 10,000, I would be surprised. That's just, uh, that's So many accounts. That's so many players willing to do that. And how many hours does that take? How many willing recovery players is that? You think that there's that many players that are that good? It takes, there's only so many hours in the weekend. So it's an hours divided by skilled players divided by willing consumers. There's just no way. It's so hard to do. How many how many top level players do you think there are in this game able to do recoveries? Think globally, though. I don't know. <laughs> and we're talking about millions of dollars every weekend <laughs> changing hands <laughs> for trials of Osiris recoveries. That just seems beyond belief. Uh. <laughs> geez. For Nikon When you say that anti-cheat is non-negotiable, do you mean that it's not acceptable to wait for its implementation until future seasons? It obviously can't just be turned on like a light switch. When I say it's a non-negotiable, I mean that in six months, if we still have no anti-cheat, I'm going to continue to say we need anti-cheat. Does that make sense? You... We can go into next season and be like, yeah, there's no Adept Weapons, and then Adept Weapons maybe finally show up in September, or they finally show up in the right way. Well, that's fine. I'll accept that. Anti-cheat is a non-negotiable, meaning you can't, you cannot have a free-to-play PvP game without a front-facing installed, consistently updated anti-cheat. Um. I, there's just no way. There's no way. uh, 10,000 accounts, around 45 minutes a card, is 7.5 thousand hours. 30 hours average per weekend, 250 people running, recoveries for three days. So that's about all you'd need. And it gets even easier if you have more people than that doing recoveries. You're giving them a pass for a little bit? Well, like, I understand they can't just, like, snap their fingers and here's anti-cheat so I'm not giving them a pass I'm like okay whenever it gets here it gets here but if a year from now we're still sitting here with a with a a triple a company the size of Bungie with free to play and pvp and no front-facing installed anti-cheat I'm like what the frick are you guys doing what are you doing partner with battle eye partner with somebody you don't have it in the budget you got over a million people playing a day. You're one of the most successful franchises in existence and you can't partner with an anti-cheat company? What? No, it's not negotiable. It is it is like an industry standard right now. You're not doing the bare minimum. The bare minimum is what everybody else is doing. If you're not doing that, it's just open season. I'm never going to be like, "Yeah, it's fine. We'll wait. We'll wait. We'll wait." Like eventually it's going to be like, "What are you guys doing?" The fact that they launched it now without a front-facing anti-cheat relationship. Again, my question, what are you doing? What did you think was going to happen? Did you not watch the cautionary tales of Fortnite's launch, Apex's launch, Call of Duty's launch? How many games have to launch free-to-play that get shredded by tens of thousands of cheaters for you to be like, do you guys guys think we should have an anti-cheat? Do you think we should have a front-facing anti-cheat that could be updated on a regular basis to stay ahead of the, the groundswell of cheaters that are everywhere? You, nah. Like, what were you? What were you thinking? What did you think was going to happen? That the cheaters were going to play nice and not come to your game? Wait, what? <laughs> what did you think was going to happen? It's it blows my mind. Again, the only theory I can come up with is they had to do this now. It was a crap or get off the pot moment. It was like we got to push this out now. We're already losing PvP players. we got to push this out now. we got to test it out, make sure it's working right, and then we'll launch an anti-cheat. We'll launch, you know, we'll launch uh, adept weapons. We'll do all this stuff in September. To be fair, a lot of people made the same mistake about looter shooters. I don't know what you mean by that. I I just... They said they have an anti-cheat, but the hacker video says from the beta that they have barely changed it. They should have never ever written that blog post they should not have said that the narrative that they don't have anti-cheat is a false narrative because you basically are just saying now that we're spreading false information those of us that have been saying there's no anti-cheat according to the definition that generally like i don't know the entire rest of the gaming community accepts as the definition of anti-cheat they should have never wrote that blog post they should have just stayed quiet and been like, we're doing things in the background as best we can to enforce, you know, cheats and detection and find people using nefarious things, and that, they should have left it at that. They should have left it at that. <coughs> Paracito. With the recent leaks and the changes we've seen to the game thus far, what are the odds that Year 4 has a new engine? This could allow for Deddy's legitimate anti-cheat, faster turnaround. Could Bungie be focusing on that instead? No. No, I man, somebody asked this question the other day. If Bungie were to take the time to rebuild Destiny in a new engine, they would do it for the next game, they would not do it for a game that's winding at some level, is winding down. So, the amount of work it would take to do this, you would want that. I would think that bandwidth going to the next game. Check Discord. Um, you've heard this through the grapevine September will be the beginning of a new engine that D3 was supposed to be so you think they're going to push it out now and test things out which means the entire game of Destiny 2 would need to be rebuilt in the engine it's not just building D3 in the new engine it's building D3 in the new engine but instead of doing that rebuilding all of Destiny in the new engine if you heard that through the grapevine, that blows my mind. That legitimately blows my mind. It could be BS from 4chan. I, that's crazy. There's just that so much time on planets that have old missions and adventures and story and dialogue and unvisited spaces. And w- all of that's got to be brought over into a new engine. All that bandwidth feels like literally spinning your wheels. If you're going to build destiny a new engine you would put your eggs in the basket of the next game not this one unless unless the process by which they brought over destiny 2 to the new engine is how everybody learns how to build in it which gives them the springboard for the next couple of years and subsequently the sequel the next game that's the only way i could see them doing that they already did it to the netgo. the entire foundation of the game is shifting Now, hold on now, Paris. Do we know that? Isn't the netcode changed primarily for Steam and the token thing to prevent DOSing? Or have they done changes to the netcode at a more fundamental level that doesn't make sense unless they're going to a new engine? It doesn't make sense to keep using this engine either. It's 10 years. No, no, no. no. I agree with you. Hear what I'm saying here. Listen, listen, if you're given the choice, imagine that you're Bungie and you're staring down the barrel you are staring down the barrel of we got to build in a new engine. And you have two choices, well maybe three, but we're going to go with two. Start building the next game in the new engine. Okay. That's a freaking mountain. Okay, that's a mountain. That's a big ordeal. Or rebuild all of Destiny 2 in the new engine that doesn't net you any new content and then start building on top of that I just man when I look at those two decisions I'm like gee money Christmas that's a lot of work to not net any new content To rebuild all of D2 in a new engine, unless they found some sort of a loophole, unless when they went free, unless when they cut with Activision, Microsoft came in and helped shoulder that burden in a partnership, and they've been rebuilding D2 in the new engine, and that's their new development partner since they don't have Vicarious Visions anymore. That's the only way they pulled this off. How on earth that undertaking? I, I don't know. I don't know. A whole new engine in in, in September instead of D three, just see. I it 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 could it could make sense of some of the problems we're having now and the lower bandwidth that's been assigned to the seasonal content. But I don't know. Not to mention they remove one of the major sales points of D three. People would be saying, um, "Why are we not growing the current game?" There could be content cuts to lighten the load from the engine shift. Yeah, we used to have a Jiminy Christmas emote, but I got rid of it because it was two emotes. Ah, I don't know, Paris. This seems too. This is another too good to be true. It's so hard for me to conceive of that because any everything I've read about development and building the game in a new engine is like multiple years of development time. I mean, we're talking three to four years probably. A good game, five to six, and they've they broke with Activision by the time september rolls around what that would be almost a full 2 years <sighs> that just seems like wishful thinking i doesn't i don't know again unless they knew it was coming and they started some of these partnerships early and they offloaded it or they contracted somebody else to do it like microsoft it just doesn't seem possible um lightly would you agree with the perception that it's a bit embarrassing for Bungie that amongst the cheating problems, the top spots at times on the weekend in the directory is the flagship PvP mode are recoveries. No judgment on individuals intended. Yeah. You know, oh, there is a... there's. This is such a touchy subject because they basically said they weren't going... They nev- They've never ever taken a heavy hand at carries or recoveries they just haven't unless you're wishy luck so they don't do that they don't take They don't take a heavy handed approach about recoveries uh, and carries they've been allowing this to happen for a super super long time yo what's good red queen uh, VT minor with 4 months of subs thank you if I've missed any of the coffee alerts I have it kind of quiet uh, thank you guys for anybody who's ordered the coffee so they haven't taken a heavy handed approach about recoveries ever well, now what you have is an understandable shift once people are kind of done getting what they want from Trials. They got their gear. They got their stuff. They're going to shift to, well, I'm going to make money. People will literally pay me to play on their account. Why would I not do that? Like, it's money on the table. You can play at Panda's level. You can play at Lumi's level. You can play at Wish You Luck's level. Why would you not do that? Like think about it like this. If I like I would I would not I would not do this. I would not do this. But imagine if I could make $50 a raid. And I got a team of people that just love raiding. They don't care. I don't have to pay them anything. Maybe I give them some love. I give them some free headphones and some spiffs and some cool stuff here and there cuz I can do that, right? I've got I've got that stuff on the background. And I run raids all week long. 50 bucks a raid. Recovery, 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 recovery. Now, it, I would never do that, but like, come on, if, if you're going to stare at that and think to yourself, "What that, that's easy money, and if Bungie's never done anything about it, unless you wish you luck, like, th- then you're going to constantly, you're going to constantly just have these people that like, are skilled enough to just make tons of money, <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? People like, he only got banned from Twitch, yeah, who do you think pushed that envelope? Evo, when balancing weapons, do you think that Bungie changes the entire archetype rather than just doing an over power weapon? Is this the best way to do balance changes? Um. Warrior needs coffee badly. Yo, thanks for ordering some coffee, homies. Uh, when balancing weapons, do you think that Bungie changes the entire archetype rather than just the over underpowered weapons? Well, they do both, and homie, they sometimes change an entire archetype. Like they did that with uh, grenade launchers they did that with grenade launchers so bungie's limited license agreement you agree that you will not uh and do or allow any of the following receiver provide boosting services to advance progress or achieve results that are only that are solely based on the account holders gameplay right so lightly if you're gonna let one or two people or a handful of people do it and you never take any action against them then it, that's it. The, the conversation's over. The conversation's over at that point. Uh, Surely... did I skip a question? No. If Bungie implements an anti-cheat that works, what would be the best way to get the casuals back and a way to keep them playing? I talked about doing like a triple trials token weekend, removing the win with the win requirement, doing things like that just to like let people just play. Um, you know, very, very easily. You know, very very easily. That's what I would do. By that logic, cheating's okay because Bungie doesn't do anything. It seems like streamers are okay with recoveries, but not cheating. Well, no 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 no, there's a difference because recoveries is a high-skilled player just playing on somebody else's account. They're using their skill to just play the game. They could do that all weekend if they wanted cheating is different it's an external piece of software that allows you an, an in game advantage it's unfair and unnatural and people have already been banned from twitch for using their, their hacks by accident like the guy that had his, his wall hack on by mistake that's also against twitch terms of conditions you can't you cannot stream yourself cheating in a game or using some sort of software like that cheating being equal to recoveries I'm sorry that's a brain dead position to take you're you're literally talking like a brain dead moron if you're going to put cheating and recoveries on the same level. They're not on the same level at all, at all. Like it's that's an insult to just intelligent logical thinking to act like some kid paying a monthly fee to cheat aimbot wallhack is equal to a high skilled player playing on somebody else's account. They're not even in the same dadgum universe. Like they're not. It's not even in the same category at all they're both against terms of service okay but, but what's a boosting service it says boosting services in that terms and conditions what does that even mean what's a boosting service panda playing on your account's not a boosting service it's just panda playing that's what I don't understand the, the, the language doesn't even make any sense it's, it's, not, it's not him using some service where he's like boosted your account or like did some XP hack or something he's literally just playing I don't understand. It's not boosting. Isn't boosting traditionally when people go into boosting lobbies and get, like, glitched amounts of XP? Like, that's how I always understood boosting to be. To advance progress or achieve results that are not solely based on the account holder's gameplay. Oh, so they do define it. Well, I... then they're being super inconsistent because it's been going on for a super long time and people put it in the titles of their streams and they do it all weekend long like I I don't know like what (laughs) what what are you your terms and conditions are only as good as the consistency of the enforcement twitch like Bungie like why even have them if you're not going to consistently enforce them It's all, it's just, at this point, at this point, at this point, it's just like embarrassing. It's like, why even bother typing them up if they're not gonna be consistently enforced? It doesn't even make any sense. They're invalidated by your lack of consistent action. That you invalidate your own terms of service by not consistently enforcing them. Just pull a piece of paper up and do a video and say, hi, this is our terms and conditions. Roof, and light it on fire and be like this is essentially what we're doing by not consistently enforcing it. Like it isn't even between me and the other streamers and the gamers. It's like if you're gonna take the time to type up the terms and conditions and you're gonna make people agree to them, then enforce them consistently. I could explain this to a five-year-old and they would understand that the point of having rules is to have the rules enforced. I play board games with my children and they understand this concept. But million billion dollar companies can't seem to come to grips with the fact that like if you're gonna type up terms and service and conditions and make people agree to them, they have to be enforced consistently or they're completely invalidated it just drives me crazy, it's like why, why, why even take the time just type up something, do whatever the frick you want we'll just ban the people we don't like just type that up at least well, at least that's honest <laughs> at least that's honest sloth do you think that if trials had a launch in the same meta auto rifle but without the cheating and the lack of anti-cheat do you think it would have been received better same loot as well well the auto rifle meta meta the auto rifle meta is is it ain't that great thank you for ordering coffee somebody order coffee um it is frustrating it's not super fun to play against uh hard light especially so, I think people would have probably complained about that, but I don't know if that would have driven engagement down. Uh, 24 months from Link's sacrifice, thank you. Uh, that's two whole years, that's a gold badge. So, it, t- to me, to me, like, auto-rifle Meadow would just be like, the garden variety Destiny community complaining that generally doesn't drive engagement down people complain about shotguns in d1 use your primary oh my gosh shotguns and people kept playing (laughs) like you see what i'm saying all the maps suck but people keep playing i think the biggest blow to morale is cheating and connection glitches and then obviously the logistical oversights about low card farming and token payout and and the loot not being that great Raid recoveries are huge. Twenty-five dollar per challenge. Twenty-five for flawless. Fifteen for raid complete per eBay. Think how fast a six-man group could farm flawless raids. Also, you can pay for it to be streamer on a burner account. I think I've seen that about trials too. Huh, 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 huh. Wow. You sound like Aziz. I'm sorry. Hey, it's Aziz. <laughs> it's Aziz. Whoa. Sometimes I go Jerry Seinfeld. Oh, I guess man. sometimes I channel Aziz. Uh, somebody else ordered coffee. Thank you very much. If I ever miss the coffee alerts, guys, I, I don't have it too, too loud because this is a podcast later. Um, so I don't want it to be too, too loud. Thank you, everybody, for ordering coffee. I greatly appreciate that. We just launched it today. It's always cool to have a really strong launch date. 23 months from Enigma. Thank you. Um, Aaron Kill. PVP is cannibalistic by nature. Success can't be achieved without denying it to others, and cheating creates immediate shortcuts. If you... Uh, It also compromises balancing for PvP and PvP. PvP and PvP. Should PvP... Should D3 even have PvP? Oh, your premise is actually really well-structured, Frick. Um... (laughs) Okay, so you can... Dang it. This is well-thought. This is is well-argued. I think you can have PvP soften the blow of what you're saying. Yes, success is only achieved by denying it to others. I agree with that. Um, however, rewards are not necessarily denied in a good needs coffee badly. Another coffee order, thank you. In a in a right in a good system in a, in a good system, I don't think you necessarily have to feel like you've denied awards and loot to somebody because they lost. Zero sum game, right? So think of it this way. If they get the token system right, and the bounty system right, and they get all those things firing on all cylinders, you don't get to go flawless, but you still get something, right? I know people like, participation trophies, bit, like, I'm not talking about a participation trophy. What I'm saying is, is that you can set it up in a way where it doesn't feel like, well, gate kept again, gatekeeping, yay trials, those guys have gone flawless 86 times, and I can't even get to win five, right? If they if they structure this properly, I think they can soften the edge of what you're saying, Aaron. I think you're right, by the way. I do think this is why games always... PvP games always turn sour. Always. Always. They always turn sour. And this is one of the reasons why. Because eventually you're just kind of like, well, winning is all that matters, and because winning is all that matters, uh, if I win less, I'm not having fun. And, well, people don't want to play if they're not winning, so what do you get? You get skill-based matchmaking, and half the people in the bo- in the lobby of Fortnite are bots. Literal, admitted, publicly, there are bots in Fortnite and skill-based matchmaking. Be- why? Because if I go in and get zero kills, and never do anything in Fortnite for a couple days in a row, I'm unlikely to ever come back, that's a threat to their revenue streams, they want to protect those revenue streams, so bots and skill-based matchmaking land in Fortnite. And then, they consider, they consider it, I would say, probably okay, that players like myself just stopped playing. Why? Well, I mean, you're not the low-hanging, you know, young right fruit for v bucks we want to keep those guys in there they want my nephews playing they don't want me playing they don't give a frick if i stop playing i'm not in there buying v bucks and skins and going crazy every day there's a reset going crazy every time there's a new marvel skin or something that's not me they don't give a frick if i quit playing fortnite most of the mid-lane players like myself got the bad end of the skill-based matchmaking in the bots because we play well enough to suddenly get mismatched because of skill-based matchmaking and it's a sweatbox and we don't want to play. It's like, oh wow, you killed a bunch of bots and a bunch of trash players three or four games in a row. Now have fun playing mini Tfus all afternoon. And then we stop playing. But again, they want to keep that bottom rotating funnel of players In there, in there, in there. Bots, skill-based matchmaking. Bots, skill-based matchmaking. So they get some kills, they can brag to their buddies about getting six or seven kills because they're shooting literal bots and then they're going to keep ordering skins, because that's a threat to their bottom line. So, PvP, by its very nature, I'm denying you what's considered fun, if I'm better than you, so they have to mitigate that by trying to level out the win ratios. I mean, Bungie does the same nonsense with team balancing and skill-based matchmaking, because truth be told, if you lose a bunch of games in a row and you can't get anything going, you're less likely to play, so they're trying to, like, level that out, so that everybody has, like, a similar win ratio, because then you keep playing. It, It... is it wrong? Is it right? I mean that, that, it's, it's a business decision at that point. They're not gonna add skill-based matchmaking or 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 team balancing. If ultimately they thought it was bad for business, they'd do it because they get away with it. Hardcore players just end up putting up with it because hardcore players, the highest skill players, are less likely to quit. They have more they have more loyalty brain tethers to the game, right? They've played for a long time, they're high level skill, so they're more likely to just keep on playing. They're just gonna keep on playing. The people that are less likely to keep on playing if they're having a negative experience are the people at the bottom and the middle rungs. They're like they're way less likely to put up with it. So it's a gamble. If we don't do anything to level these things out, we're gonna lose all these players. If we do things to level these things out, we're gonna hear complaints from the top percentages of the of the player base. They're a smaller group of people, they are a minority, and they're more likely to keep on playing. It's just a business decision at that point. So the best thing to do is to, to, to figure out ways to soften the cannibalistic edge so where if you're like, dude, we keep getting to win four or five and keep having to reset but hey, at least we're getting stuff if you can feel that sense of satisfaction that, oh, it's fine you know, those guys are god tier, whoo, wow, they're good if you can keep that attitude in the player base, well then you're in like Flynn people will just keep on playing, that requires a lot of logistical changes to be made to trials in its current state See Ogre with us being six weeks into trials, at what point does the game reach the point of no return? I've had this question a lot. I don't. I don't think there is a point of no return. I think they can always bring it back. It will. I think it will get pretty low in the next couple of weeks if they don't act quickly. Uh, but I don't think there's a point of no return. Uh, Jinja, alongside Adept Weapons, do you think themed mods, similar to PvP-based perks from D1 would be nice? You gotta be careful here, because mods are not limited. Mods can't be, uh, sunset, so that could create some problems. Dog, I have a lot of feedback from friends regarding RNG leveling being a problem for accessing trials. Bungie said that they would introduce more pinnacle sources. Do you think that that will help And when RNG can render powerful rewards non-powerful? Um... Increasing the sources for Pinnacle gear is a great is a great choice, but I think smart RNG needs to be applied to leveling so that you stop getting your the wrong slots awarded. Because even if you increase the Pinnacle sources, you could still be like, man, the worst drop for me right now would be a kinetic weapon because it's going to be lower than my current kinetic weapon, and then you get a kinetic weapon. Like you, they they have to have some smart RNG, I think, applied to leveling. Yeah. Next question from the Monkey 67. Do you think that we should uh, fail more in Destiny story wise? This is really generic. I'm not really, I don't have an axe to grind in that regard about story and us, we should fail more. That's not, that's not like something that's high on my important uh, Richter scale. Obviously, certain stats are questionable, but shouldn't there be thresholds that are an instant ban by Bungie and review later, like 2000 KD, for example? Yeah. Yeah, this is just one more blemish of embarrassment for Bungie, the fact that we can go to stat tracking websites and see blatant cheaters, blatant, undeniable, I don't need video evidence, nobody's going to use weapons and get literally 100% precision kill shots after like 164 kills, or or 164 games or whatever, nobody's going to have 2000 KD after 220 rounds played, 80 trials games played that's just embarrassing at that point like wh- how is there not like a, a, a report run every 24 hours and you're like well yeah this is clearly someone cheating like again I don't understand how on earth the, the people that aren't those are honestly outliers I think a lot of the people cheating are using either a toggle or a wall hack that's less detectable you're not even getting the, bl- the obvious blatant outliers so what confidence should we have that you're getting anybody Darth Jader Imagine Bungie gets the anti-cheat installed and then it adds better loot for Flawless What should be their next goal for improving trials? The logistical structure of token distribution and win requirements so that people don't low-card t- low farm uh, The best players during Forsaken had a lifetime KD of 16 They were people going for 50 kill games with zero deaths So, that's people that are th- like That's all they're going for <laughs> that's literally all they're going for and like the best players had a 16 and you're not catching people that get into the thousands or the hundreds of KD like come on Jay Laughlin If Bungie made all the changes they needed to bring Trials back into a good state like cheating, loot problems, ETC, what other changes would you see? Just like the last one, I already already answered this one. Avin J. Cheating is rampant in many PvP games right now, not just Destiny. Unlike other games, however, Destiny has a whole other dimension to focus on, PvE. If cheating proves uh, untenably bad, what? Uh, Should Bungie deprioritize PvP? Oh. I mean, this... I don't know if this is an option. Well, We're going to take our ball and go home if people can't stop cheating. Um, <laughs> it's hard to even table this as an idea, like consider this as an idea when you haven't even done the bare minimum of a front-faced installed, updatable anti-cheat. Like you're not even doing what other companies have done. So it, <laughs> I can't believe it, dude. We moved into this neighborhood. It was known for break-ins and we left our car open all night, windows down, doors open, you know, and a collector's set of baseball cards in the back seat, and they got stolen. We're leaving. We're gonna move out of this neighborhood. It's unbelievable. I can't believe it. You're not even doing the bare minimum. You didn't even lock your freaking car. Of course, of course, you're gonna get your stuff stolen. Of course, people are gonna cheat. You don't have anything in the fr- in front facing to stop them. So if you're gonna be like, yeah, sorry, no, we're uh, <laughs> we're gonna take our ball and go home. We don't care about PvP anymore. And be like, what? You didn't even try. You didn't even try to stop it. <laughs> I mean, you did, but like, bar- it seemed like barely, barely. Not a food analogy? Sorry. <laughs> I might be a, a moron, but is there a way to construct an algorithm that would be at very least suspended account that has obscene stats so it can be reviewed? Okay, look, you can, you can ban me from competitive if I quit too many games, right? So why can't you do this? This is great, yeah well that's strange hmm you have 108 kills in a row and they're all precision shots we're gonna suspend your account while we review it aw come on this is completely legitimate no it's not oh this is strange after 84 games of trials you have a 228 kill death ratio well that's not really possible we're gonna review your account like you, you you can you kick people out from playing if they quit too much you could add this. Come on. They check every stat. They know how many times you pick your nose in a day. Come on. You you know, you know who's cheating. At least suspend them. Put them on probation or something. <laughs> Yoshi bro chill. Could making a system where players who didn't go flawless Friday will only play other players that didn't go flawless on Friday and so on. No, you're just... You're just trying to sneak this in. This is just like saying if you go flawless, you should only play against flawless players. You're just trying to sneak it in in a different way. I'm catching you. I'm the bouncer of bad ideas, and you're trying to sneak this one in. It's not getting in. No. You cannot start fragmenting the player base according to who's gone flawless and who hasn't. That's a terrible, terrible idea. It would hurt the player base. I'm sorry. You tried to sneak it in. And you didn't you didn't pull it off. It was it was a good effort. It was a good effort. Ten months from Chulu and then Movie Freak with a brand new prime sub. Enjoy your dope no badge emotes and ad-free viewing. I'm the bad idea bouncer. I'm gonna get taken to task for that on YouTube comments. So like, this guy just rejects any idea that's not his. <clears throat> sure, you're right. There wasn't a Forbes article written about an idea from a community member named Beer Pie that I made sure got to, got that direct information so he was credited for the idea. You're right. I only I only accept ideas that are mine. Should players who play with cheaters but not cheating be banned as well? Yeah, we already answered that question. Aaron, kill, trials loot is not the most desirable. Basically, every weapon except the shotgun has an equivalent, which can be more easily farmed in PvE. How can PvP in general loot be more desirable without creating power creep? Well perks that are relevant to Trials are fine because the Trials is power enabled and you can sunset those weapons so a year later they're no longer meta also, if it's only, you know if there there are perks that are only sort of active in Trials like Celerity, Solarity is very contextual contextual to Trials that's another way to do it so that the guns don't kind of like run away uh, with it you don't want to be like hey you went flawless here's a hand cannon that always two taps like that would be a problem that's a rich get richer problem the better teams go flawless the better teams get the better weapons and then they win more games because their guns are two tapping like you can't go you can't go that extreme but you can do something celerity is an easy start <laughs> you know, it's, it's an intrinsic perk <laughs> that that is only active when you're the last guardian standing I you know it's it just seems so obvious to me to do that one but vanilla not sure if this is a thing but do you think that it would be beneficial for Bungie to have high tier players beta test things with NDAs to provide feedback on possible issues you mean like all the people that went to you know Bungie in December (laughs) you mean like that because that happened uh griffs would being on their own servers allow them to solve cheating faster dedicating dedicated servers certainly allows you to do server side checks uh more frequently and and get out a lot of the people that are doing things that are blatant. Yes, do you think Bungie and Will should move away from PC with D three? No, no. Again, you can't take your ball and go home and ignore a giant player pool because of cheaters. Like that's this is not the solution. This is the absence of a solution. You can't do that. What, what should Fortnite and Apex done that? Oh, dude, you know what? D- screw all these cheaters. Console only. Like <laughs> you can't do that. Cryark. Lono, do you think that people who got VAC banned should not be allowed to get into PvP? We already talked about that. Avin J. I do think there is a truth to what you say about Trials being released now by Bungie to get Kinks out before the fall. Do you think that they should have released this as Trials Beta to set expectations? This is a decent suggestion that might have some problems. I'm thinking of all the potential outcomes of calling it a beta it wasn't required for purchase it was free so it wasn't a value point of the season purchase but it was attached to the season as a value point of substance for you to come engage with but if it was a beta the likely feedback that would have come from that would have been people that were like wait I thought you did that with crucible Abs." so I don't, I don't think this is a bad idea but I don't think this community necessarily would have accepted that. They'd have been like, what are you talking about? You'd put Elimination back, you brought it back, it went to Crucible Labs, you re- you brought that game mode back. Now, Bungie could have said, that was for us to figure out how Elimination should feel and flow with respect to reses and res timers and speed of resing and all of that. Round base, Elimination combat, we wanted to make sure we got the, the format right. Trials is coming back in a beta state, because we're not quite sure what we want to do with weapons, token earn rate, and, and the different um passages I just think it would have gone over pretty poorly but again we're talking about it it went over poorly anyway right they removed it for two years said it had to come back didn't want it to come back half baked and it came back half baked so you might have been better off saying listen we want to get trials right and we we're gonna launch this in what we consider to be the like a, a phase one almost like a beta. Now we've tested Elimination, we think we've got a great version of Elimination, but we want the other things, we really want to continue to accept feedback about token earn raid and how, you know, what, what should be a good version of flawless loot and blah blah blah. Like, they didn't know the future, but they had to know this was going to be rocky. They had to know this was going to be rocky. The VidDoc shot them in the foot. Right, like a vid doc that would have explained we got great information from Crucible Labs so the version of elimination that we're launching we are confident in. Now, we want to do another sort of test with you guys. Trials is launching almost as a Crucible Labs test to see what you guys think about the following things. Token earn rate, the loot itself, motivations to go flawless, and the various passages. It worked great in Crucible Labs, we want to do it again. So, now we have Elimination figured out, help us figure out Trials, the Trials beta launches in Season of the Worthy. They could have couched it in a way where people would have been like, well yeah, I mean, Crucible Labs worked great for Elimination, and the version of Elimination, look, look, Elimination's running great. Thanks for somebody ordering some coffee. The version of Elimination's working great. It's, it's the loot, it's the tokens, it's the guns, it's the lack of motivation to go flawless, it's the it's the low card farming. They could have said, we had great results from testing elimination in Crucible Labs, so we've decided to bring back Trials a little bit earlier than we initially planned. Trials beta launches in Season of the Worthy. And this conversation would be completely different. Well, you know, I'm gl- it's a good thing they're doing a beta. This isn't when they were going to launch it anyway. They were going to launch it in September. They were going to launch it in the summer. They're launching it now to figure all this stuff out. I could see, I could see that working in their favor, but they opted to say, it's back, it's insane, and we don't want this to come back (laughs) half-baked, okay, (laughs) all right, (laughs) you, you set the bar, and instead of jumping over it, it hit you in the head, like, you, (laughs) you set the bar, not us, you, (laughs) You set the bar and you just ran into a donk. Oh man, that was, that was a disaster. That was a disaster. We, 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 oops. <laughs> like, I think a beta would have probably gone over better now that we've kind of teased out how they could have couched it. Cause listen, they, they learned really good things about elimination. I think the version of elimination is awesome. Like when trials is functioning well, ignore the tokens in the loot for just a second. Okay. Ignore the tokens in the loot for just a second. I love it. It's fun. 3v3 elimination is fun. The chess game of supers, the reses, the map control. I, lo- oh, I love it. It's so good. It really is. They Elimination's probably the best part of it. The, the passages too. I think the passage idea is great. The way they set them up. Elimination's running great. They got good results from testing, which... I guess that means we can have confidence that this is is a test and they're learning from this that it will get better in the future because elimination certainly got better. Yeah, this is not a terrible idea. This might have been a better approach, but, you know, it's a woulda, shoulda, coulda. It's too late. You know, you can't can't re-knit this sweater. (laughs) Do you think Steam accounts required a cell phone number verified by a cell provider? It would deter cheaters. I mean, you can get Google numbers. I mean, I don't know. You're going to require someone to have a cell phone that, again, Steam has a vested interest in letting you make an account and get in very early. Should Steam maybe add a new clause on free-to-play games? Because that doesn't hurt revenue. Now, an indie company might be like, well, the demo, they can't download the demo. Okay, demos could a- could, a- could apply to a separate set of rules. Any game that is free-to-play, there could be a, se- a separate set of stipulations. Well your account's a little too new or your account has a vac ban or fill in the blank yeah you can't play this game this is a free to play game you know so money's not going to stop people there's got to be there has to be preventative measures because people are paying monthly fees to see through walls like how dumb what a waste of freaking money do you see bungie suing hacking companies or attempt to pay off hackers t- to help I don't know. I don't know if they're going to want to start suing hacking companies. That's a that's a lot of time and energy and money. Uh, Bradley, what do you think is the next significant update? Uh, well, there's going to be a summer season It's supposed to be pretty significant, and then September is always a, always a DLC. As long as they don't have to delay anything because of the pandemic. Do you think Bungie has issues with implementing modern-day anti-cheat systems, being that they run on an archaic peer-to-peer non-dedicated server? Well, the anti-cheat is installed and running on your system to detect you doing something else. And once those cheats are discovered, then the software is updated to detect it if it's running. Like, that's the way anti-cheat works. It doesn't matter if the game is old. Warrior needs coffee badly. Another person ordered coffee. Thank you very much, man. So many people buying that coffee today. Thank you so much. That's awesome. You guys are going nuts. Papa Trolls. Piggybacking off of Paracito's question, new engine in year four, would it be expected to have dedicated servers, anti cheating and possible crossplay? Well, yeah, that's kind of the expectation going forward. If you have a modern game, this this day and age, next gen, new consoles, dedicated servers, then yeah, these are sort of, you know, expected. Serial Kira. To keep it short, I'll leave out the background, but could Bungie be doing something uh, akin to what Square did with Final Fantasy, building a better game alongside supporting the old game? This certainly could be happening. It could maybe be like clear why seasons feel really thin, although even before when they had extra bandwidth, the seasons were around this size of substance. I don't know if we suddenly see evidence that D2 is, is getting completely gutted. It is getting less, but is it enough to say, oh, they're also building another game right now? I don't know. Tifa. What if the rate of tokens was based on wins, so each win is a multiplier? Would this help? Of, co- of course. The other thing to consider, too, is, is that 1 through 3, winner a loss, should be a pretty good amount of tokens, and then four, five, six, and 7, everything should get better. Even if you lose games 4, 5, and 6, it should be a better token payout than games 1, 2, and 3. Why? because you're not gambling with anything. If you go to 4, 5, 6, and 7 and you lose, you can still say, well, we got more tokens in 1, 2, 3 so it's more lucrative for us to not low-card farm. And that spreads the player base out and that cleans up the cards. Agent Atwood. Do you think that Bungie should lower the light requirement in order to bring more people into the playlist? I don't think that's an issue. Breadline. Would Destiny 3 be a better if PvP was left out? We already had this question. I really don't think they're going to want to do that. It's... They need to get it right because it feels so good. It's such a good feeling. PvP feels so good. That's why people always come back to it. With so much cheating in the game currently, do you think it's possible to have faith in restored PvP gameplay? Just kind of one of those generic questions I don't like answering. Ashen. Do you think that eventually cheaters will be bleed over into PvE? Not really an issue that I'm concerned about. Presently, Rainbow. Lona, what if Destiny 2 would have a PvP rank system of Halo? Would that be fixed or worse Or wor- worse Man, somebody help this person um, <laughs> a rank and unranked system has been something we've been asking for for a really long time it doesn't fix any of the issues we're talking about with cheating and connection issues and bad uh, trial is 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 is, <laughs> is English your first language I don't want to make fun of somebody who's who's doing their best but come on man <laughs> <laughs> worse or anyway oh you're Dutch okay all is forgiven I am sorry <laughs> I am sorry. Um. Needs coffee badly. Did ending in. Hang on a second. My wife might be trying to buy something at bed bath. Hang on. Um. Are you making a bed bath purchase? Somebody else just bought coffee. Thank you for doing that. Um. A ranking in an unranking system would be a great quality of life to come to this but it wouldn't solve a lot of the issues that we've been talking about do you think adding in the old trials of the nine armor and weapons would fix the loop problem no it would not okay she said trying to uh yes hang on Mm-mm. it was a fraud alert my wife's trying to buy something and thanks the transaction was not completed if you want to make this card have the merchant okay Okay. Fraud alert. Try again. I approved it for another attempt. Okay. Um, what am I... No. Trials of the Nine is not going to fix anything right now. Trials of the Nine loot would not fix what's going on. Do you think that they should match cheaters with cheaters? We've had that suggestion before. I think they would catch on pretty quickly and just make new accounts if they were able to detect it really quickly and always match you with cheaters, um, so, I put in this, oh, oh, she put in the wrong address because we're moving. This week's trials population seems to be on the same level as last week. No, it's about 50,000 lower. Uh, do you think it's stabilizing? Uh, I mean, if it stabilizes in the low 200,000s, I mean, I guess that's, like, the best we can hope for right now. It has gone down, though, by about 50,000. So <laughs> it has gone down. Is it going to stabilize if it's always in the 200 to 220 thought last week? No, last week was like 260. Didn't it end around 269 or something? Giggity. I thought it ended at 269. Um, maybe I'm misremembering. Was it this low? I thought it was a little bit higher last week. I thought it was around like 262 something. Last week was 230. Okay. Well, then maybe I misspoke. I thought we lost about another forty to 50000 Look at Paul Tassie's article. Oh, so Tassie... Okay, so Tassie probably took pictures and remembered. Um, so, I mean, yeah, maybe it is stabilizing. I would be the most concerned about the coming weeks because a lot of players might be just trying to get their last little... You know, they're trying to get the flawless title. I don't know. But wouldn't they need to wait for maps to rotate for flawless title? I, I'm not sure. If it's stabilizing it's not a very good number. (laughs) You want this closer to the mid-400s, closer to 500,000 players a weekend. Um, Wasn't this weekend the last required for the seal? Yeah. Yeah, people are saying 50,000 of those are recoveries. MSav... Riot Games released an anti-cheat for their game that's a kernel anti-cheat. Do you think that Bungie should implement something similar? Well, they're going to get a whole lot of misinformation complaint and rumor mills about that because that's what people have been doing about the Riot Games one. People are like, "It's malware. They're going to get your it's going to compromise your system." Um, you know, we're hearing all kinds of things. So, if they do that, then people are probably going to overreact, but it might be what's required. I don't know am I playing with followers right now yes guaranteed uh, orbit orbit gameplay right now $50 a carry dice eater should we have seasonal trials mods that can only be used with trials armor from that season I don't know this is just a random suggestion that might complicate what we're trying to do right now which is come up with better logistics uh, do you think that the current TTK is too low do you think higher TTK requires a nerf to general mobility. Oh wait, so you are saying that it's too fast. Do you think we die too fast? Because TTK being low translates into dying fast. It being higher translates into uh, us dying slower. Here's the thing, You, you don't, you do not have the ability to just like change TTK and not have it have a bunch of ramifications. If you suddenly make it take a lot longer for people to die, then everybody goes back to the lane Camp Team Shot meta, which there's nothing really necessarily wrong about Team Shot, but that's all people feel they need to do. We die pretty fast in Destiny right now. If you slow that down, there is a hive mind psychological response to that. People tend to move around less and lean on their teammates more. So you, you can't it's, it's super dangerous. People always forget that like let's say you really like a particular weapon. Man I really want auto rifles to be viable and Bungie's like okay but that means they're viable for everybody and then you gotta play against auto rifles literally around every corner. So it doesn't if they do this change you're like yeah slower TTK that's really gonna help me out. Well there's hundreds of thousands of players that are gonna respond differently than you do and they might do the well, I'm, I'm slower, TTK doesn't go as fast as it used to be, I really need to just start holding hands with my teammates and team-shotting everybody. It launched, dude, launch was so slow. And that's what everybody did. Nobody wanted to go and move because you were never going to beat somebody fast enough. You were going to get team shot. So team shotting just spread like wildfire. As there's, again, there's nothing wrong with team shotting, but when that's literally all the game is, is a death ball of players linked arm in arm, that just isn't very fun. There's no skill expression. It's just constant leading other players. Like The way that we shared kills in the beta... I was playing with people like Ramblin and Dr. Lupo, and I had the same KDA as them. Why? Because that's all we were doing. We were literally just getting on lanes and shooting down them, and I was matching their efficiencies because there was no way to, like, make plays. Now, when I play with people like that, it's very clear who the better players are. You know, you can clearly see they're able to make plays and do big things. So, M Hockey. How often should the PvE meta change compared to PvP? I don't really have a comment on that. A little psycho. Do you think that it would be better to get rid of tokens completely to do the bounty system in D1 seem better? That's going to be the last question, because I ranted about this earlier. I think people are zeroing in on tokens and wrongly attributing too much blame to tokens. Tokens, if done properly, enables a better funnel. More people would play... And then you could play all weekend on the same character because a lot of people maybe only have one character or they have a favorite. Bounties, you have to rotate to your other players, your other characters. You might not want to. You might not have other characters. And then once you're done with the bounties, you're done. Tokens enables you to sit on your favorite class all weekend long and constantly get rewarded for your time. If done properly, Tokens is a superior system because you can just keep playing and keep getting tokens, and there's no like, oh my gosh, I'm out of bounties, Oh my gosh, I have to switch to Warlock and I don't want to. Oh my gosh, I only have one character. Characters all along a spectrum, players all along a spectrum can engage with a healthy rewarding playlist in a good in a, in a token system. Re- repeatable bounties is not the answer either. You want to get loot from repeatable bounties? They're so they're so brain dead easy. So you're gonna basically, again, listen to what you're doing. You're taking an existing problem, man, everything's really slanted, there's no really reason to go flawless. I've got an idea, let's just pour gas on that fire. You can now get loot from repeatable bounties. That's all people are gonna do! They're just gonna run repeatables, they're never gonna try and go flawless. You're not solving the heart of the issue. The heart of the issue is is that it's a disproportionate focus on the bottom half of the card, so they've got to remove all that. Motivate people to go higher on the card, motivate people to play the later games, and make the lower part of the card not have a win requirement and a pretty good token payout, especially if you're winning. So, I think people are disproportionately placing blame on the tokens when the tokens are actually a better system. A better system, if if they set it up in a way to where you don't have what's going on right now where people low card farm and they can't get their third win and their tokens expire. All those things need to go away. Get rid of the win requirement, get rid of tokens expiring, what the frick, and then and then make it way more rewarding to play the later games on the card. That's the solution. If you get rid of tokens and just give people weapons from bounties, you're going to run into the same freaking problem. You're going to have everybody running bottom half of the card because they're easier games to complete bounties in. And then you're going to be sitting there trying to complete your bounty and beating your head against the wall because you just keep running into sweaty stacks that won't go up the player, they won't go up the card, and they won't go flawless. So, I would say... It's a multi-pronged solution. That's what I've been trying to get at. You gotta target the high-level players and give them a reason to go later on the card. And then you gotta target the lower skill players or more mid-lane players and make it a little bit easier for them to get the tokens and use them so they play more often and they play for a longer period of time over the weekend. So... That's plenty of questions, so I I said a little bit ago I wasn't taking any more. Some of you guys might not have heard me say that. If you're here live right now and you enjoyed this segment, uh, stick around. I'm not shutting the stream down, but make sure you're following the stream. That is an easy way to support me. You click the little heart button up in the corner, and you can turn on notifications, um so you don't miss out on the content. It's also family-friendly. You don't have to worry about what I'm going to say. If you're listening in all the other locations, you can always go to sayno2rage.com. That'll bring you in live to the stream. You can take part in these discussions. I'm probably live right now. Uh, As always, if you're watching or listening in the other locations, please like, share, and subscribe.